0: Welcome to the Whiskey Congress, honest, open
1: talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those
0: who are open to hearing it.
1: Black, white, right, left, most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Stephen and I are together in the Cleveland studio, and it's been a week that, uh, you know, last week we were talking about how they didn't put swift uh, um, restrictions on on Russia, and that was it was literally happening probably while we were talking about it. Yeah,
0: yeah, not. I mean, that was <clears throat> that was a good move. Um, you know, it was it was smart. I mean, you, you you and it's unfortunate, right? Because the sanctions and the economic restrictions that are put on Russia ultimately impact the Russian people, and the Russian people don't want this war. Right. You know, for for a majority. I mean, they've had thousands and thousands of people go out and protest you know, no war, and, you know, begging Putin to put a stop and an end to this. Um, you know, there was a video of a woman who, um, you know, was had to be in her late 80s, early 90s, who had, you know, survived the Holocaust, and she was holding a sign about her experience and, you know, saying she didn't want war and she didn't want this invasion, and she got arrested. Right. Um, you know, it just, it, it's, it's uh, you know, so while... <clears throat> you know, these things are necessary. There is, there is an impact and there's a cost. Um, and unfortunately, it's going to impact the Russian people the hardest, right? You know, to a degree, um, uh, Putin right. is insulated, right? Because China has already said they would back him. He's, I'm sure he's got, you know, just untold billions of dollars hidden away somewhere that he may not have access to, but I'm sure he's got ways around it. Um, but ultimately the, the biggest impact is going to be on the Russian people, um, and maybe that helps force the Russian people to say, all right, you know what, tired of you, Putin, right? Yep. Like, you know, I mean, and and listen, Russia ran into a buzzsaw, right? And eventually um, they may be able to overwhelm the Ukrainian people, but the Ukrainian people are fighting, right? And these are people who... You know, every refugee you hear, I've heard men, women, children, you know, older people saying, look, if we don't win, if Ukraine doesn't win, we have nothing. You know, everything that we know gets erased. Um, And that doesn't sound to me like a people that want. That were suffering under Ukrainian leadership. Right. It doesn't sound to me like people who were suffering some form of genocide or whatever lie Putin is telling people. It sounds to me like a people who want to remain independent. And I'm sure there are some people in Ukraine who wanna, who may sure. want to be under Russian rule. And and you know there's a there's a long history between the two countries. But the reality is, it seems like most of the people, uh, most of the Ukrainian people, don't have you know don't want to be under the the under Putin's thumb or Russian rule They they want their independence and their sovereignty and they're fighting for a country who's fighting for their lives and right. and it's to be commended I just I mean I I texted you the other night like it hit I mean you know I mean things yeah. things hit me I'm a, I'm I guess I'm an empathetic person or whatever um but this this bothers me you know I mean this 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 is this 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 bothers me in a in a really uh, just it just hits me right at home because um you know we're we're watching people fighting for their freedom fighting for their lives they need help you know we're sending weapons we're sending ammunition we're sending whatever you need like i'm dropping right. more clothes off for for a clothes drive later today but ultimately what you know like they i i hate to say this And I hate everything about what I'm about to say, um, but they have to fight it on their own. And the reason why is the second that we intervene, right, the second we intervene with uh, sending a jet over there to blow up a Russian convoy or we send soldiers or anybody else does, then that opens the door for much bigger, longer, much bloodier conflict that is World War III.
1: Yeah, I mean... I'd like to say that's hyperbolic, but I don't think it's it is. not. I it's agree. not.
0: China is sitting. China is waiting. And
1: we talked about it last week, right? They're
0: China, just- China is waiting. They're just they're they they are the definition of nigga. I wish you would, right? They are hoping that somebody does something in this so that they can set off something on the other end, and now you've got a war on two fronts. And the U.S. would then have to figure out how to fight a war on two fronts, and the world would, Yeah, I was right? Say, and then we can't
1: do this alone, right? no matter we, what. we
0: can't do it. We can't do it alone. Um, you know, NATO would have to get involved. It would test the resolve and the strength and the stability of NATO. Maybe it brings NATO together. Maybe it brings more definition and and shape to that organization. But I mean, this this is uh, this is incredibly brutal. This is what this is. This is, you know, me having to sit there and watch some kid get bullied by another kid, but there's some reason why I can't step in to stop it. Um, and it just it just makes me sick to my stomach. Right? Yeah, um, I
1: agree. But here, I'm going to say something, and, and let me get through the whole thought. This, it's the stakes that make this different, right? Because if Ukraine was invaded, and they are an ally, even though they're not part of NATO, if they were to request our military support... I mean, I'm, I'm equating this to, um, Kuwait back in, uh, uh the, when the Iraq, Iraq invasion of Kuwait happened, we were more than happy to oblige, but there was no further consequence of tumbling dice and, and, and literally, like you said, World War III. Um, but it sucks because you feel like, you know, there's got to be something more that we can do without triggering, you know, millions and millions of deaths, um, and, you know, the resolve of the Ukrainian people, I think, is imp- impressed and, and inspired a lot of people, but it's really easy to be impressed and inspired sitting in my living room. Yeah. You know, they're dealing... And what what gets to me, uh, Steve, is when I'm seeing explosions and stuff in... And I know it happened in other wars, too, but this, this is a residential neighborhood that looked like a neighborhood that I've been in. And I'm seeing it blown apart. And then that doesn't even get into the whole... When they start shooting... <laughs> Rockets around nuclear plants.
0: Dude, I cannot? But I, I mean, like they're first of all, they're fighting at Chernobyl. Yeah, right. They're That's literally right. at the site of yep. Chernobyl, just yeah. shooting guns, but you know, blowing shit up. Like, what in the actual fuck are you thinking? Like, yes, this is war, and but are you serious? Like, that makes sense from a you know, military, strategic, tactical standpoint, let's fight, let's fight on a nuclear site. Not just a nuclear plant, but a nuclear plant that blew up and there's radiation everywhere, and chances are the people fighting there are going to get sick and die. Like, that's, I, it's just, it, 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 you know, it... I don't know what the
1: current levels of radiation are. I don't
0: either, I, I don't either. So may, maybe it's all fine, but I mean, I given, know. given what we know about nuclear, I mean, chances are it's probably not that great, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, but, I mean, well, what I do know is that I think people still live around there. Um,
1: I mean, they must, there must be some
0: I, You know, but either either way I mean, and then there's another nuclear plant I think it's the largest nuclear plant in Europe Maybe
1: And the world, yeah. they
0: were, you know, sending missiles that way Now, I, I saw a report that it was on fire But apparently the fire was outside Like near the perimeter of the plant But that's not good
1: Right, well, <laughs> you, well, you know, people like, operating the plant If they don't do their jobs, bad shit happens Right,
0: like, so they have to stay While they're taking point, fucking apparently. fire it, it is just insane it, um, And
1: if if Putin has completely gone off his fucking rocker, which may well be the case, um, the idea that he might just kind of like when Saddam started lighting oil fields on fire is like I can't have this anymore. Boom. Yeah. I I, I don't think he would do that. But well, here's the he deal.
0: I I think you know I I compared it on Twitter and and in a conversation to you know Putin is you know almost he he is the. Deranged ex-boyfriend, right? If I can't have you, no one can, right? right? Like he, he, Mark
1: Wahlberg uh, in fear.
0: Uh, sure, yeah. He he wants, like he he wants Ukraine to fully submit to him. He wants Zelensky dead. And if these people are going to fight, then fuck it. He's just going to burn it down. Now, part of it is because, I, and I think Putin got to a point where he he's looking at Ukraine, and we talked about this some last week, where Ukraine is on the up, they're on the rise, like their, their government is starting to stabilize. And, you know, Ukraine and NATO have flirted back and forth, you know, for the last, you know, 20 years plus, um, and he knew that Ukraine didn't have full NATO protection. And so he had to do something before they got it, because basically at that point Ukraine is lost to him. Because then, if he tries to take it, then we're, we're committed. Then, every, then not just us, but the, all of NATO is committed, and he doesn't want. He didn't want that fight, so he picked now, because it was basically the the you know the last minute before it was too late. Um, and so he that's why he's doing it. I also think he's doing it to test the resolve of NATO. I think sure. he's doing it, you know, to prove a point that I think we should all know by now that America is a power in the world, but we're not a superpower. right? And I think that was already proved in Afghanistan and Iraq, right? We can go in and we can tear shit up and we you know we've got some of the best killers in the world. But in terms of putting things back together after we're done, we suck. Um, You know, keeping things stable, we're not great at. And and this shows that as powerful as we are, we don't have the power to do anything about this that makes it better, right? Like we could absolutely go in there and fuck Russia up right now. We could absolutely go in there and push them back into their Russian borders. The problem with that is is then anyone who is, because there are people, there are countries that are siding with Russia but they're not saying it right like and they're they're basically siding with Russia through omission and we don't know what they would do if we did something we know China has sided with them and that's really all that Russia needs um, just through sheer numbers and what they have in terms of technology and their ability through their ability to cyber attack <clears throat> so or to attack people you know through 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 you know through the internet and their cyber sure. interfaces so um he's doing a, a couple different things here, right? I mean, if, he, if because it, for him, you know, I think you said last week, you know, Putin loves to operate, you know, he can operate in chaos. And for him, that's, that's somehow in his mind, the world being at war is the best for him. Um, and I think maybe because maybe he is losing a little bit of a grip on Russia. Maybe there is Uh, an uprising that's that's starting to 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 rumble that he's starting to lose control of and this is his way to to sort of take back control in some degree by making things just absolutely chaotic
1: you know we talk about fake news in this country all the time and i can only imagine what it's like to be gathering information as a russian right now because your state-controlled media is telling you we're fighting back nazis we're committing atrocities and we're doing we're we're risking Russian lives because we're doing the right thing to save these people who are being terrorized by these Nazi groups, and I think most of the world knows that's bullshit. Right. But in 1980, even that couldn't get to Russia because there was no right. internet. There, now they're getting that, and you're seeing. The well, protests. I mean,
0: and but you also are seeing that you know Russia put a ban on sure. Facebook. They're right. putting a ban on you know like you know CNN is pulled out. Um, a number of other, you know, media outlets have pulled out of Russia. They're not doing work in Russia anymore um, because Russia is just like, you know what? Anything that's coming in that isn't saying what we want to say, we're going to cut it off, right? I mean, and, you know, the other thing, too, is, you know, going back to the Russians telling the people that, you know, they're they're fighting Nazis and they're, right. they're you know, stopping all these atrocities. Like, as, as a Russian, um, even if you're listening to that and you believe it somewhat, there has to be red flags and questions like, oh, so we're liberating these people. Why are they fighting so hard? Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, you you have to wonder if at some point they start to, if that starts to, you know, people start to ask questions over there and you hope that they do because in reality, you know, switching gears a little bit, Lindsey Graham came out and said that the only way to stop this is to assassinate Putin. Right. Right. And so in, 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 in LG for once isn't well actually you know Lindsey Graham goes back and forth sometimes he says shit that makes right. sense and then you know when right. it comes yeah. to Trump he just turns into a laptop yes for lack of a better phrase than i was going to say i was going to say so, I was saving you from what was coming yeah but so you know in this instance what he's saying is like someone inside russia someone inside putin's circle that realizes that this is this probably ends poorly Right. Even and in, in, look, I heard a report that this this thing is set like the Ukrainians are dug in to fight, and while they may not be able to fight forever, this could go on for years. Right. Right. Even even if you take over Kiev, even if you even if you take over all like there, there's enough people there who are willing to fight that will drag this out for a decade. Right. And you know, it does. Putin have the stomach for it, right? Because at some point, he loses hit, like as a tyrant he will lose whatever strategic plan he might have. He's going to lose it over time, right? And and how long does he have the faith of the Russian military, right? I mean, because there's reports coming out that, cap- that there's a number of Russian captives in Ukraine captivity right now, and the soldiers are saying, yeah, we're not 100% sure what the fuck is going on. Right. We're not sure why we're doing this. Um, I really just want to go home, and I prefer that we not make a big deal about this, and you just kind of let me go home to my mom. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, and that's what, the, and, and Zelensky is saying, like, listen, we have captors and, you know, w- what we're saying is, you know, actually, yeah, tell your mom to come and get you at the border. We don't want you. We just want this to stop. You know, like now if we catch you again, maybe that changes. But, you know, it's just a, it's just a brutal situation. Um, but I think Lindsey Graham is on to something like the only way to stop this is for someone inside that circle to, to, you know, eliminate Putin from the equation. It, and know, hope that the person that steps in is not of <laughs> the same mind or worse.
1: Yeah. Um, when I first, so I read this as, an, as a headline, Lindsey Graham, Putin needs to be assassinated. And I thought he meant, like, by our CIA. And I'm like, we can't do that. I, I understand. But no. But, uh, no, don't be wrong. I'm sure the CIA is working on some of this shit. Within, it can't be a U.S. operative that kills Putin. I, 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 don't, I don't even want to. I don't even you want to say I don't those even, words out
0: loud. I don't want, not for any other reason than I, I like, I'm, I'm rooting
1: for it, but, <laughs> no, exactly. but like exactly. it's just, you I know, Lindsey Graham was careless with his language, yes. but I don't agree with, I don't disagree with him. Yes. I, like, I,
0: I fully, I fully agree with what he's saying. It's just like, Lindsey, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> you pick, of all the times for you to say the right thing, can you just, <laughs> not, God damn it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're on the same page. I mean, and look, I, I put it on, on Twitter. The only way to stop this, there's only two ways to stop it: kill Putin, somebody, whoever, Russian or otherwise, you know, Ukrainian strike force go in and do your thing okay, um, yeah. if you've you got that level of skill, um, or you know somebody step in, us, Germany, whoever. And the only problem with that is what we just said earlier: one steps in, we got and I'll step and in, and we, it opens up? us stepping in isn't good NATO stepping in isn't isn't good because of what happens but you know uh, you know and and the likelihood of either of those things happening is is relatively slim unless Russia just decides you know what if we could do with Ukraine maybe we can go into Be- you know Belarus which I don't right. even know if they would go into Belarus because that government is somewhat you know sympathetic friendly, to you yeah. know yeah, friendly to them they had that real fucked up election situation um you know a couple years ago. Uh, but you know, there's other countries around that you know Putin may feel emboldened to go into, um, you know. But I I, I don't know.
1: And pro- probably in a lot of ways, this is what the beginning of World War II felt like, right? Germany tries to reclaim parts of France. Germany tries to reclaim parts of Poland. Yep. And initially, they were I think it was called appeasement. They said, okay, you know, this happened after World War One. We're not going to fight you here. We're not. And then eventually. There was no choice but to fight. Eventually, they're marching into Paris. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that that's what's happening here, yeah. but I'll bet it felt pretty much the same. And I'm not saying it's not. Yeah.
0: And there's so there's two other things too. Like, and so part of this, look, some of this is, you know, back in the '90s, um, you know, uh, you know, after NATO was formed, uh, you know, we had given Russians the NATO had given Russians, you know, the uh, a promise that they wouldn't spread further east. Then I forget the specific country, okay. right? But, you know, fast forward to today and they've come all the way up against to, you know, right up against Russian border. Um, and we have, we have been flirting with Ukraine and this whole idea of them being in NATO, us giving them support, but we've never sealed the deal, right? Whether that was, you know, the US and NATO's fault or whether that was the Ukrainians for not fully committing, I don't know the ins and outs of those details, but it's been something that, you know, had we just said, all right, Ukraine, you, you, this is what you have to do to get in, do it and you're in, then maybe this doesn't happen. Or if you just definitively say, Ukraine, you'll never be in NATO, um, we're, you know, we're not going to come that direction. Then also maybe this doesn't happen, right? If Putin has assurances that NATO isn't trying to get right up against his border, then maybe he doesn't do this. Now I'm not saying that 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 what he's doing is justified. It is not. You know he is invading a sovereign country and he is killing people and I believe he is committing he is committing atrocities. He is committing war crimes. He is he is being inhumane, right? Like he is a hundred percent wrong. And I just said he needed to be assassinated. So I'm not justifying what.
1: Ah, uh, no, you said it.
0: Um, fine. But I'm <laughs> not justifying what he's doing. Right, but obviously. what I'm saying is is that. There may have been a path to preventing this from happening, you know, through you know diplomatic and political relations, and it didn't, and we're here, so now we have to deal with what we have here. Right. Um, and then the the one other point that I I don't want to skip is, you know, there are a number of people who who, you know, people that are black, people that are Palestinian, that are just like, you know, what I don't give a fuck, fuck Ukraine, whatever, I don't care, and the reasoning is. What's been going on in Palestine, you know, with 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 the state of Israel and what they do to the Palestinian people on a pretty consistent and regular basis, um, doesn't get nearly the same sort of coverage and support, and it's been going on for a lot longer. Um, you know, just the abuses and atrocities that happen to the Palestinian people on a regular basis, it's not the same, but it is still it's still brutal to watch. Um, and I know plenty of Palestinian people who have lived it firsthand. Um, and so obviously like I'm, I'm, I'm empathetic to that. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of black people here in the United States. Just like, we've been getting fucked over by white people in this country for 300 fucking years. Right. right. And, you know, we get a lot of, you know, signs and, 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 you know, hashtags on Twitter, but we're not seeing a whole lot of actual action. You know, and, you know, these people are in this situation and now, you know, because they're white and they're European, it's all over the news and it's the most, you know, it's the worst thing in the world. Um, I think all of that is true. But for me, as a person, I don't want to see anybody hurt other than Putin, apparently. Um, I don't want to see people hurt. I don't want to see people driven, having to run and flee for their lives. I don't want to see people beaten, you know, at a border. I don't want to see people, um, you know, being arrested for protesting something that is... inherently wrong across the board um you know i can be you know empathetic to the palestinian people and want that situation resolved i can i can know what my my own personal experiences is here in the united states know that we need change know that we need to do better but i could i can also see what's going on in ukraine and know that that needs to that needs to be resolved that needs to end those people need help and i care and even though there are issues in Ukraine. Like, I, I had to research the history of black Africans in Russia and Ukraine and Eastern Europe, and it is fucking fascinating. I had I no know. idea. I didn't right. know. Right? I mean, wasn't... I joke around about black Russians and all that shit all the time. I had no idea the number of African people who study in Russia and study in Ukraine and study in Eastern Europe. There are. You know, millions of them. And right now they're having a tough time getting out because racism. A lot of these other Eastern European countries are just like, ew, like we're totally sympathetic to Europeans, but you're, well, we don't know about your black ass. Um, and, you know, like some of that is, it's just hard because of the whole, you know, visa, immigration status, all that other stuff. And some of it is, you know, just racism. I don't know. Like there are some media outlets who are reporting it saying that. It's a huge racial issue and I think some of it is logistics. I think there's a combination. But all that to say is that we have all these issues and I'm not gonna isolate, or I'm not gonna isolate Ukraine and punt that and say I don't care just because of the racism that may be experienced by you know, Africans right. there. At the end of the day, you still have relatively innocent people that are going through this brutal, horrific thing that they shouldn't have to go through because of a
1: tyrant. Right. The, the difference between those situations and this is obvious. But we don't even
0: have to. We don't have to talk about the difference, right? Like, well, just,
1: just there's an, a direct. Inv- the reason this is getting the attention different. Don't Palestine th- try and Israel.
0: to t- try to tell that to a Palestinian. Right oh, I, I, oh, Try to tell that to a Palestinian that I, just took a rock to the face, or that just I, got shot, or I, just got beaten, or just got arrested. Like, I. That's what I don't want to do. Like that. Like we don't need to compare them. We don't need to okay, say why they're okay. different. Like the like every situation is different. There's no gonna. There's not gonna be an exact match. But you know, like. Ukraine right. is taking a, a hell of a lot of heat right now. Half that you know, a quarter of that country has been bombed to shit. Right? You're gonna have to rebuild this country from the ground up. Like we get it, it's right in front of us it's, it's happening, but the Palestinian people are still going through this right now.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, actually,
0: right. There's plenty there's plenty of there's plenty of black people right now that are just you know, what I mean like plenty of black people right now getting pulled over like How's I, I this going to go for me? You, you know I what I mean? Like, so all the situations are different, right. and we don't have to necessarily say well, why they're different. I mean, but this is, this is the most pressing one in front of us right now. Right,
1: and I, I, I was listening to someone trying to compare, <clears throat> saying Russia should have learned in, in, in Afghanistan how occupying a country is different than taking over a country. And it was being said to some general, and he was like, you really can't compare those two. Afghanistan is a tribal, mountainous region. This is literally Russia's next-door neighbor." Right, the logistics of fighting in Afghanistan, which we learned in two over two fucking decades, is very different than yeah. you know. And not so, only
0: their next door neighbor, but I mean, they share so much in terms of history, right? I mean, right. The, they share like you know, like they have you have Russian people who have Ukrainian family and Ukrainian families yeah. who have Russian family. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just across the border, like this, this, this is. Way different yep. than, than you know what happened with Russia and Afghanistan. Yeah, or, us, Afghanistan, or us, us in Afghanistan. Or us, in Afghanistan, or you know us in Iraq and but us. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, know yeah, the yeah. list goes on.
1: Yes, it does. Yeah, George Bush said something about you can't invade a, a foreign nation without provocation, and John Oliver was like, eh, "Not from you." Pause. Pause. <laughs> Stop <laughs> saying those words. Um, all right, so we're talking about racism in, in America. Um, Herschel Walker is running for governor, right?
0: No, I think Senate.
1: Senator, sorry, running for Senate, in the state of Georgia. And he was going to go to CPAC and um, uh, do a little speaking tour with Marjorie Taylor Greene. But she chose to go to another uh, political action committee, the America First Political Action Committee, headed by a an unapologetic uh, white supremacist, Nick Fuentes. Yeah,
0: so the one thing about that is, you know... There are people saying like, oh, just because they're conservative Christian doesn't mean they're white supremacists. Listen, Nick Fuentes said out loud on a podcast or an interview that black people were in the South were better off during during Jim Crow than they are right now. And that's something that we need to think about uh, in terms of our socioeconomic policy, right? Like, what do you mean think about it, Nick? Like what are you saying? We need to bring back Jim Crow, right? I mean, he's, he, what he is, is he is a white supremacist, right? And talks about the great replacement theory and talks where, you know, white people are being replaced by these other, uh, you know, non-white groups, uh, and, you know, that those, you know, white people need to fight back against being replaced. Um, and he's very anti-Semitic. He's very anti, you know, Jew or or, right. or what you know, Israel and everything else. Um, and you know, he he packages up. He wears suits. A lot, you know, a lot of the people who associate with them every time you see them, they're going to be, you know, dressed in uh, suit and tie, and and um, they're going to speak in these terms, and everything's going to be related back to Christianity and being conservative, and you know, like they don't hate anybody, and they can always point to a few brown people in their ranks, right, right who you know say the things that they want them to say, or or, or what have you. But you know, make no mistake about Nick Fuentes and the people who associate with them—they are absolutely white supremacists. And the America First Political Action Committee, the AFPAC, it is—that is their uh, rally, conference, whatever—to you know spread these ideas. And will they come out? Even though he did in that particular interview, where he said black people were better off in Jim Crow. Um, where myself and Barack and Michelle Obama and I don't know Jay-Z and even um you know pick Ben Carson pick uh um, um Clarence Ta- like we're all like we're all sitting there like no no I'm doing pretty good right now fuck Jim Crow so so you know they 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 veiled this shit you know in dog whistles to a degree um, but that's that's who and what they are, and that's what this is. So I don't want to hear any bullshit about oh you just don't let you're calling all conservatives. No, I'm not calling all conservatives and all Republicans racist and white supremacists. I'm calling these motherfuckers that, right? That's what they are. It's not hard to figure out. Marjorie Taylor Greene chose to go there, um, and you know, so now we're here anyway. Yeah, she, so that gets she, us caught up on what that is.
1: She chose to play dumb when called out. So. Herschel Walker said, I'm not going on speaking engagements with you because you just spoke at a white supremacist convention. She comes back, or conference, whatever. She comes back and says to the media, when she was questioned about it, like, why did you go? Oh, I didn't know who these people were. I didn't know, what, you know, I'm like, all right, then you're either an incompetent right. dope or a liar, or in this case, I think both. Right. And either way,
0: <laughs> you shouldn't, you shouldn't be in a position that you're in. Right. Right. And you right. need to get voted the fuck out. Right. I mean, that's that's her. That's Bobert, You know, and, and people are making a big deal about them, you know, spouting off at the State of the Union, which I mean, that was expected. Come yeah. On. That exactly- right? I mean, and that, that's the thing to do. Right. That, that's what the Republicans do. Right. There's a Democratic president. And you you know, oh, Obama, you're a liar. Right. Or, you know, <laughs> Biden, you, you didn't talk about the 13 people uh, in Afghanistan. Now, look, first of all, I'm going to say this every time I can. I told you all Biden wasn't the fucking guy. I told y'all Biden was not going to be a good fucking president, right? Ultimately, he ended up having to vote for him because everybody else got ran out. Well, he's the only one who can win the election. Like, okay, well, you got what you got, right? And that State of the Union address was fucking trash, right? It, I don't know who the fuck is writing this shit for him. I don't know what they're doing over there, but the State of the Union was trash, right? And I, I, I don't like he. And look, there's he, first of all, uh, all, right? I, I will save that rant for another day, but. Oh, the, their antics there were, were expected and right. didn't phase anybody. It, it was just they just looked like you know buffoons.
1: Yeah, they look like, they look like spoiled children right. just, And as, as for Herschel, Herschel Walker, meeting.
0: as for Herschel Walker, it's not the last time you're gonna have to run into this with the, with the crew you are deciding to run with, right? You know I mean, it's just like why the fuck you would hit your wagon to Marjorie Taylor Green. You know, literally hits you. Oh, hey, yeah, you seem like a person that I want to associate with. I don't know why. I don't know what he sees in her, other than the fact that she draws a crowd of really dumb people that are willing to throw money at her. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, and but it's, it's just like, in the
1: same state, obviously. But.
0: Yeah, but it's just like okay, but like you know, like have some depth, and and but uh, they don't. Right at the end of the day, none of these people have depth. Right, they don't. There, there is no nuance. All they want, all they want to do is they don't care about history, they don't know history, they don't care about the facts, they don't care about details and variables and nuance. All they want to do is run their mouth. Whatever comes to the first, the first thing that comes to their, the, the top of their head, they want to say it out loud. They want to say things to provoke people. They want to say things that are inappropriate, rude. You know, they want—they don't want to say something that's blatantly racist, but they do want to toe that line. They want to dance that sure. line, and then they want to play the "oh, but free speech!" and 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 you're trying to censor me, and I'm the victim. Uh, and it's culture. right. It's it's so easy. They don't have policy. They don't have anything to make... It's just like, well, if the government just stays small and you stay out of everybody's business, then everything will be fine. That's not a policy, right? That's not a direction. That's just... You're just talking out of your ass.
1: You and I go back and forth on this regularly, how I say there's no... You know, you'll know, you point out the fuck-ups on the left when you point out fuck-ups on the right, and sometimes there's just no equivalence. There is no equivalent left-wing version of AFPAC. There just isn't. No. And... The, the, so and, if still, there,
0: and if there is, nobody knows about it It's, right, not, it's right, not big enough to, for and, anybody to give a shit about it. Right,
1: right, it's two people at a coffee shop Talking about whatever But one thing that struck me this week is The difference in those sides Right and left is The right has a, the memory of a goldfish Yesterday you can say Why are we not supporting Russia? Russia's our friend too And the next day you can say We need to bomb Moscow And your right wing zombies will Just shift gears and stay right in lockstep the left, on the other hand, has the exact opposite problem, and it's a problem. They want to burn you for something you did ten years ago.
0: Twenty years ago. Twenty uh, You're right. Yeah. I mean, you
1: know, ten years ago you called a, a person a homophobic slur. I was eighteen and then high school. I wasn't, but people were. But you know, so well, I mean it, they've gone they've are, literally gone. gone yeah, <laughs> they've right. gone over six you know, something that people said when they were sixteen. Right. And yeah. so that those are both huge flaws. Right. Just I prefer if I have to choose between the two, I'll prefer the one that doesn't allow someone to just shift gears and spew nonsense and have me go. Okay, today we're against Russia, and by the way, at the AFPAC, they were chanting Putin, Putin, and this was after the invasion. It was in the first couple days. Uh, yeah, I mean, but- and 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 I don't want to.
0: I don't want to put too much attention to like once you say, listen, this is who it's run by, these are the people who associate with it, then. You you know what to expect, right? And and so when when Herschel Walker, right? Herschel Walker, there's no, you know, like he doesn't get much grace from us. He was a fantastic football player, but he's he's a complete dipshit when it comes to po- politics. Um, and this was, uh, you know, this was the right move by him, yeah, to, sure. to to separate himself from Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, but you know, you have to wonder if if he's starting to wake up and realize. Who he's hitched his wagon to, who he's in bed with, um, and the problem for him is that it's too late because he bought into the rhetoric, right? Because it was it was loose and you know it was, oh free speech anybody could say what you want, and then all of a sudden you know those same people talking about free speech are talking that you need to be um, under the rule of Jim Crow again, right? <laughs> you right. know, so it's just like oh wait wait I thought we were I thought we were cool I thought this was just a thing that sounds like not the thing that I wanted to be you know, it well. I mean, I mean, and that's the, on him, the, yeah, the, you know. I mean, it's just like we tried to tell you, Hirsch, but you know, you and you know, you and your son, um, they all know every damn thing. So, enjoy well, this one.
1: Well, I mean, you're 100 percent responsible for whose company you choose to keep, especially in the political realm. Mm-hmm. Um, it. I mean, I am
0: it, absolutely responsible for consistently hanging out with you. That is on me.
1: And you're welcome. <laughs> um, uh, well, but you know, the boldness of white nationalism. Is at the highest point it's ever been in my life. At least right. It seems, I mean, it, it, seems, I mean,
0: that way. it, it just and it, it feels like we're we're just on the cusp where eventually they're not even going to use dog whistles anymore. Right. right? I, I, and it's it just going to be like, like, we're like there. Right. I mean, no. We're, I mean, they're still they're still not coming out and just flat out saying, you know, we think that black people should be isolated and we should go okay. back to segregation. Right. right? Like right. I mean, like I just feel I like but say those
1: words out loud. Right?
0: But it's like man how, how how close how far away are we I, I don't know you know and then what happens once once that top gets blown off right you know i mean because then then you're going to have a problem right and and maybe it doesn't just because they know that the blowback and the bash, back, back backlash they would not be able to survive i would hope but i mean who knows
1: you know i think a lot's going to be said for do marjorie taylor green and bobert and these clowns get reelected
0: yeah, that's a, that That'll be a that's that'll be a huge sort of barometer for people's patience and and um, where people are with them in the whole sort of. I don't have anything worthwhile to say. I'm not doing anything worthwhile, but I can. I'm a real good rabble rouser. You know, I can right. really get under people's skin, and I can really I can toot 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 away on the dog whistles. Um, but I just can't really do anything other than raise money from you idiots. So right. we'll see where that goes. And
1: one thing I want to say, and this is going to come out possibly bad, but the really scary thing about Marjorie Taylor Greene is she believes this bullshit. She's not make like, like a lot of people in the media are saying what it takes to get them ratings. I've said it about Ann Coulter and Rush Limbaugh. Like they know what it takes to make a buck off of this. Yep. Marjorie Taylor Greene is a complete fucking moron, but she believes things like I don't want to use the Jewish space laser laser thing because I've never actually heard what she said about that. But all the shit she spews about the government's destroying you, the government, like, first of all, you work for the government, you psycho. So there's that. But... um, That's who pays you, you Right, right. And if, if you really feel that way, how about doing your job and fixing these things rather than just being a... So Big part, of the present, part
0: of her problem was she got booted off all the committees, so
1: you know cause and effect. Because, she got right. booted yeah, off the committees because, because, because she's mean, an idiot. Right. So anyway. Uh, so moving on it's, to it's, another one in idiots. that realm. Yeah. yeah. So Tucker Carlson came out and said, Katanji Brown Jackson, if she's really the great legal mind that Joe Biden says she is, why doesn't she show? Why doesn't she show her LSAT scores?" And I read that and said, "I can't be reading that correctly." So I watched him say it, and yeah. That is maybe the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and what drives me fucking crazy is I know within a week, I will be at one of my bars, and some moron that thinks he can talk politics with me will repeat that that speaking point, and it is the dumbest thing I've heard in my fucking have life. Have you
0: ever taken the LSAT?
1: I have not, but I've taken... Okay. I've taken so
0: here's the deal. As a person who's taken the LSAT, and who took... I took the GRE. Um, they're not the same test, or close, but um because i've taken both
1: okay but they're um, the same thing in that they're getting you admitted to the school not- right
0: right but i mean a gre is fucking a t- i can not i don't even know what it is it's a waste i literally almost maxed that thing out um but the lsat is not like so the lsat is the test that you take to get into school right it's right. A, um but th- there's not even i mean they barely even make Legal references on it. There's it has nothing to you do haven't with
1: law. Gone to law school yet? Right.
0: I mean, like it's just, uh, hey, can you can you read and think logically and whatever, right? And I think the scoring is like from, you know, zero to one eighty maybe is that. the is the is the most that you could get on the test, um, y- you know, and it ha- it has nothing to do with how brilliant of a legal mind you are, right? Like it's just some way to figure out. All right, how, it's just a way to figure out who gets in, and right. you know, it's another factor that they that they include, right? The SAT, ACT, you know, doesn't necessarily mean that you're. It, it doesn't dictate how well you're going to do in college to a to a degree. Right?
1: And I, I'm not going to judge how good a doctor is based on his MCAT score, right. right? Exactly. Like that's just, Which is exactly. You know, and, and there
0: are plenty of there are plenty of really brilliant lawyers who didn't do great on the LSAT or didn't get great scores, you know, on the bar exam because being a lawyer isn't it has nothing to do with the standardized test, right? Like, I mean, that, that it shows nothing about how brilliant of a legal mind that you are because any good lawyer, anyone who, who knows what it takes to be just a lawyer, right, an average lawyer, knows that you, you're that's how the LSAT is administered is not how you work through any sort of legal issue that you have. Right. I mean, when you're when I'm working through and looking at legal issues, I'm looking at, you know, prior cases, I'm looking at uh, um, previous agreements, I'm looking at, you know, things in the past and then I'm applying it to a set of facts now. Right. I'm looking at the issue and then I figure out what the rule is and I'm basing that rule based off precedent, based off prior experience um, and then I apply it. Right? And then once I apply it, then I have this conclusion. It's called Iraq, right? That's what they call it, right? Which is always interesting, but right. whatever. That's what it's called. Issue, rule, application, conclusion. That's how you work through the various problems that you have in a legal... So you have access to all this material. It's not timed, Right, like oh, the, it's a, no, 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 no. The LSAT oh, is yeah, time, okay. but okay. like when I when I'm working, like I, right. I I'm not right. sitting there with a stopwatch. <laughs> right. Like that's not how it fucking works. So the idea that you're gonna look at someone's LSAT score and then that's gonna tell you how brilliant of a legal mind they are is bullshit. What that was though, that's Tucker Carlson saying, hey. I want to see her LSAT score to make sure that she scored high enough to get into the law school in which she got into. Because otherwise, if her score isn't high enough, according to me, then that means that she got favoritism going into school, which means she probably got favoritism going all the way through school, which means she got favoritism at all these different points, right? And so she really didn't earn you know, this position that she's in, so she really shouldn't be the Supreme Court nominee. That is what he's saying by asking for that. Right. And the other thing about this, I'll tell you, where I had a similar experience where I went into a job interview, right? And I've been in my career for you know close to 10 years. And the person interviewing me talked about how, oh, oh, uh, uh, you're an athlete and you, you played football in college and uh, oh, and, and you know, law school, those two things, you don't see a lot of that, right? And I'm thinking, like, I can name five people off the top of my head, famous people that everyone knows that played football at a high level college NFL and that are lawyers, right? But then, so we go through it and he asked me about the experience and he's like, "Uh, yeah, I just, uh, can I see your transcripts? I'd like to see your transcripts. I'm like, what the fuck do my transcripts from law school have to do? Like my transcript is my resume and my experience that I have right now. My transcripts have nothing to do with with this job, right? With the job that you're asking me to do, right? And to me, that was a dog whistle. Now some people may say, hey, I mean, that's a standard question. Well, fuck you, it's a shitty question. Like, what you're, what you're asking me is you, you, like, what I felt that guy was asking me is the same thing Tucker Carlson is asking of Katanji Brown Jackson. And the other thing is, is that we both know, everybody listening knows goddamn well, that if I were white, there's no way this guy would have fucking asked me for my transcript. There's just we, no fucking way. We also
1: know damn well. And
0: that- we also know damn well that Tucker Carlson wouldn't be asking to see somebody's LSAT, right? You know, he wouldn't be asking to see Merrick Garland's LSAT. Right.
1: right. I was,
0: you know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I, I physically took that right out of your brain. Yeah. I know. I,
1: did. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I was. <laughs> I was going to go with Kavanaugh, but either way, their LSAT scores are completely fucking irrelevant. Uh, I don't want right. to the, their, their LSAT
0: scores in, in, the, in and, their in their transcript. But
1: this is this is totally dog whistle right here. No yeah. doubt about it. This is a this black person. Oh, by the way, she did graduate. I think magna cum laude from Harvard Law.
0: Right. So they just gave she, it to her though. Well, yeah, she didn't earn it. earn it. She didn't earn it. Actually, they just gave. The they, just, they, they just gave it to her.
1: Um, He's he's telling his crew exactly what they want to hear, Mm -hmm. and like I said, it's just a matter of time. In fact, let's put um, let's put a cigar versus a beer on uh, if I have to listen to that within the next week. If it happens, you have to buy me a beer. If it doesn't happen, I have to buy you a cigar. You're not taking that bet. I'm not taking that bet. It's a shitty (laughs) bet. Why the fuck would I take that bet? Because I want you to buy me a beer. All right, (laughs) I buy you plenty of beers, and and I don't even drink. I know. But uh, I grant you the pleasure of my company, which you graciously were talking about earlier. Well,
0: grant so, you the pleasure of these nuts. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> so you brought this to my attention, a Texas transgender law that I know I've heard a little bit. All about, right. I've so so this is what happened. Great. So
0: so so Greg Abbott, in his infinite wisdom, um, in his administration in Texas, Greg Abbott being the governor of Texas, um, were trying have put through uh, a, a, a I guess a rule that they can investigate the parents of transgender children for child abuse, because they believe that, you know, if a kid is transgender, then there's a good chance that it's being forced upon the child by the parents through either neglect or abuse and brainwashing of, you know, progressive liberal ways or whatever. So they want to be able to investigate and their first case um, that they wanted to investigate was a person who worked for the agency in Texas who would have to lead these investigations. So the person the person who is who would be in charge of this, their child is transgender, and so the state of Texas says, we're going to start with you. Now, I uh, did not read this. Yeah, let, me, so, let me
1: try to get it Let me just see. Yes. So <laughs> they want a person to run an agency that's going to investigate them for child abuse based on their own child being transgender.
0: So the state of Texas comes out, and they make this rule, right? And they say this particular agency is going to be in charge of it. Okay. The person who is in charge of that agency, right, their child is transgender. So then everyone else around him said, oh, by the way, we're going to investigate you. We're going to start with you since you have a transgender kid. So he turned around and went to the state and said, yeah, how about we not do this? And we not only don't start with me, let's just not do this at all. And, there's a, and a judge has granted the injunction, for now um but it's we'll see where it goes and
1: i apologize for not being better informed but this is an agency action this isn't a law being put into yeah place. that's a, and, and so i don't trickier right? well
0: i yeah that's the thing it's it, and so i'm not i, I don't know the, the the mechanics of how they're going about it um and i could I, and to be honest I, I read the story a few days ago and then it, it just jumped back into my head today and so it was a late ad to the right. board right. but um yeah i mean if if agency action does make it does make it trickier but still i think that there are plenty of constitutional barriers to okay, this sure. but it makes um, it worse
1: because it's not like there's a law that's going to get signed and it's just
0: well shit. yeah but i mean like you it, it does well it, it's no it's not worse because like if you have an injunction and then you know the judge says you can't do it and you take it all the way up to the supreme court and they said yeah you can't do it then it's dead right like you can't right. just say well I don't care if the Supreme Court says we're going to do it anyway. That's not how it works. <laughs> At least it shouldn't.
1: What I'm saying is this is worse because will it go to the Supreme Court? It's going to stay in the state of Texas. could. By the way, is also total dog whistle bullshit, right? This is just we have to attack the transgenders because yeah. we can get away with that. And that's become the right's yeah. new thing is if we're going to meet Yeah, care, so hold sure on. So just
0: you you just skipped something. Yes, it could absolutely still go to the Supreme Court. Um, and it, you know, like I, I doubt it will. Um, it they, they I don't know if they it, it depends I guess it depends on how dug in Greg Abbott and company are on this particular issue um, and maybe that's the whole point and maybe that's why they started with who because maybe that's what they want to do but I would guess that this probably wouldn't make it to the Supreme Court they would you know they would probably they're probably going to lose at every level and the Supreme Court is just like no we're not looking at this this is pretty cut and dry like Texas go away
1: this is more this is more anti left. Anti-progressive dogma. Yeah, but this system, is though. this is
0: literally just owning the libs to the extreme.
1: Right, right. And that and that, in addition to the white nationalist shit you hear, that's the other thing. Is as far as I'm concerned, there's only two genders. Okay, fine. Yeah. You know, th- this is more shit that you're just looking for a reason to or, be mad, a reason to be outraged, a reason to be you're the victim. It's like you know, when I was a kid, you could call a gay person a fag, and no one did anything. Like, okay. Good for you. Right. Great.
0: So you can't use the derogatory term that you want to use to, to demean someone and hurt their feelings. Right, and you're the victim. Right. It, yeah. Okay. right. Yep. Yeah.
1: That's. that's uh, I mean, that's just. That, no, but that's where it, we're at. It is, and because of the goldfish brain mentality that you have to deal with when you try to discuss these things with people, it's absolutely fucking impossible. Jumping back real quick, if you'd have told me that an America First. Organization would be siding with Russia on anything in the 80s. I would have laughed in your face. And now it's
0: An American forced organization Siding with Russia yeah. at any point in time. It's just like it's an oxymoron. It is amazing. And there's I don't know if there's a better fitting word for all those involved, right? Uh, right. I uh, talk some sports? Uh, well, so Ohio has. Oh, yeah, yeah. Potentially um, they so they sent a bill up to Mike DeWine's office to get signed as it relates to the concealed carry law saying that essentially you don't need a CCW, you don't need, uh, as long as you're, basically as long as you're 21, you can carry a gun, you can carry it concealed, right. and you don't have to tell police about it unless they ask about it. Um, you know, police don't like this. Obviously, you know, gun control advocates are beside themselves, like literally ripping their hair out. Um, you know, there's some police organizations that are saying they don't like it, but It's weird because there's a lot of policemen in the gun community that are now in a weird situation, because they're all two-way pro-gun and all that other stuff. But then when it comes to you know I got to do a job with this whole situation, they're they're in they're in a tough situation, which is interesting um, because when this first when the bill started you know going working their way through the House and the Senate, I asked you know I have a number of friends who are cops, The, the the Cleveland cops were kind of indifferent like there were like the SWAT guy the the one guy who's on the SWAT team he was totally against it he's like this is a terrible idea he's like I don't think I get enough training and I'm on the SWAT team so you're gonna send just the average Joe out there with a concealed weapon he's like I'm not even as much worried about me getting shot as just the number of people who are gonna fucking put a hole in their leg because they're idiots right I mean and there was just somebody at at the the uh at the armory that I belong to at the gun club that I belonged to <laughs> who fucking shot himself and another woman completely by accident because he had no trigger discipline. He shot himself in the leg and he shot her in the leg. Um, and so that's, you know, to the officer's point that I was talking yeah. to, like, you know, like guns are fucking dangerous. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, how do I feel about it? Like, you know, I, I got to be honest. Um, like, I, there's definitely the safety concern. Um, you know, just, you know, a bunch of hotheads running around with guns and, and like, you know, no repercussions for it. But the other side of it too, is that there are, you know, there are a lot of people who, you know, especially in Ohio that are sitting in jail on, on gun charges because they got pulled over, you know, for speeding or, or whatever. And then there was a gun in the car and they didn't have a CCW and now they got a gun charge. Right, they're not bad. They don't have a record, or whatever is on their record is 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 minimal, and and a lot of those people are black, or right. you know what I mean. Um, and I and and I just I, this is one where I, I don't have a strong feeling for it one way or another. I'm sure if you're a gun control advocate like you yourself, or you know ripping out your little goatee hairs, I. I and that's fine. Well,
1: we to go to
0: I I just I well because I mean I, I I mean you are you know sensible gun control guy right. you know and and you are relatively sensible about it. I just I don't have I don't really have a strong opinion on it one way or
1: another. So I actually have a few different opinions on it. One of them is Ohio is already an open carry state. So it's okay. Yeah, but that doesn't. It, yeah, well, but
0: that's fucked up, though.
1: Well, I agree. I think anyone would walk around a Seven Eleven with a with a with a gun because they want to prove they can. It's just a douche.
0: Well, the, I mean, the but, issue with the open carry is that you can like, so you can walk around with a gun exposed, open carry right. on your hip, but then you 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 ha- then when you get in your car, like you have to, you know, can, you have to put it away in a right. case and pull the magazine out and separate the sure. ammo from all the other things. So it's like, yeah, it's open carry, but it's just like it's a whole thing. You
1: know, so this is gonna come full circle for me i I have a concealed carry permit. I yeah. went through the eight hours of classwork and the four hours of shooting training and to be completely honest the shooting training... my, my tar- targets right over there mm-hmm. um, and you'll see that the center mass is completely obliterated because I was shooting at nine feet and 15 feet mm. and I was allowed to use a, I did not use a rest <laughs> but you could you're literally allowed to use a rest so. You can rest your arms and as long as you can hit the seven ring of a, of, of a human target which is to give people an idea of like, about three, it, ta- three within, ta- twice the size of a, di- of a dinner plate. Two yeah. dinner plates completely if you can't hit that you definitely should not be carrying a gun right. but just because you can doesn't mean shit. Right. I mean I could have passed that left handed and I suck with my left hand. Mm. Um, so I do think there's something good about having... I definitely believe in background checks for purchasing a gun and all that stuff. Which, that doesn't go away. I know, I know. Right? I mean, um, it's
0: fairly mandated.
1: But in terms of the impact of this law, I don't know that it's going to have a great effect. I don't know how many people who already aren't carrying guns will start because, well, now I don't need a permit. Because a lot of the times... Uh,
0: the- yeah, I mean, I, I, think you could, I think you could see an increase. I mean, you're, you're already seeing an increase in buying. I think that there are some people who... Um, I think I think you could see an increase in people carrying, but I think the bigger, the real bigger impact is you're going to see fewer people getting arrested on gun charges.
1: That's true. Um, Which, or, you know, or, in a lot of times, based on what you're talking about, is the gun charge is an add-on, right? right. You, know, you got pulled over for speeding, oh, when you had a little bit of marijuana in your car, oh, and yeah. you had a gun in your car, now you have a gun in... While in possession of a controlled substance. Right. Well, they'll
0: still... So, now the problem... Now, look. If you got marijuana in your car and you've got a gun, that's that's still a no-no. Right? Like, you still... Like, guns and drugs still don't... You know what I mean? Like, you you know, so that's... Actually, how
1: will that work now? Because marijuana is now decriminalized
0: in Ohio. Yeah, but you still can't have them together.
1: Okay. (laughs) And you shouldn't. Right. Like, you still can't
0: get high and run around and shoot things. Like... (laughs)
1: Not well, a good I just idea. Been, I just meant in the car. I mean, just because you have marijuana in your car doesn't mean you're getting high. Which brings me to my next point. If I wanted to get my Ohio mar- medical marijuana card, I have to give up my concealed carry permit. But now my concealed carry permit. Is just something else taking up space in my wallet because I don't need well, it. Well, what if this gets signed?
0: Yeah, if this gets signed and keep it because you might Hello. need it going other places, other states. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, 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 I mean, well, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm just saying in general,
1: right. not you, yep. but
0: in in general, like if you have your CCW, um, you know, and this this gets signed by Dewine, which I mean, I think Dewine said in the past that he he was going to sign it. So I'm, I'm if sure if he wants to
1: get reelected, he's going to.
0: I'm, I don't know if he's going to run
1: again. I don't either. I, I don't if, know if he's running If like. I were him, I wouldn't after the shit no, he went through with COVID. No, I, I would not. Threatening his... Um, his family? His family no, and, the, I, I, and, the, I would and his not. staff. I forget the right? name and, of the... And
0: I don't, think De- I don't think DeWine did a bad job. I, I don't d- either. He's, he's made some questionable decisions, and some of his affiliations are. But I, I don't think he did a bad job. Um, I think he's been a good governor, and, and considering what he had to deal with, I don't have an issue with him. I just... I can't imagine him wa- wanting the job again like that. And if he does, I think that's crazy.
1: Well, some of these people can't relinquish power, but I'm with you. I, yeah. I don't know.
0: My bro, you're fine. You're fine. you like, I mean, he's got to be in his sixties or close to his seventies. Like go
1: retire, take your ass to
0: a beach somewhere where it's not cold and go live my dream. Um, all right. On to something more fun. Let's talk sports. Um, so we had the combine this week down in Indianapolis. um, you know, I, I'll just, you know, Malik Willis was the standout. He's a quarterback out of Liberty. Uh, measured in at six foot, I believe, 219, I believe, oh, it was guys. his weight. Um, and the kid put on a show. Oh, Jim. I watched it, and, I mean, he was just throwing bombs. Now, I get it. It's in shorts, and it's silly season, um, but the passes were just, you know, flick of the wrist, off his hand, you know, I mean, you know, 60, 40, 50-yard bombs, throwing strikes. Um, he didn't run, um, but I don't think he needed to run to show his forty time because, like, you can just watch the film. He can, he can, you know, he's not Michael Vick fast, he's not Lamar Jackson fast, but he's faster than you know ninety five percent of the quarterbacks in the league, if not ninety nine percent. Is
1: he Russell Wilson fast or Josh? Allen he's faster.
0: Fast? He's definitely faster than Russell Wilson. He's faster than than Josh Allen. Josh um, He's guys not have obviously. No gaining yards. Yeah, I mean, he's not as big as right. uh, he's not as big as Josh Allen, but he's. Taller than Russell Wilson, but very, but m- with a muscular build, right? Like so, I mean, like he'll. I think he'll his physically he'll hold up. Um, you know, I mean, and it, now look, it's it's the combine, so everyone's like, oh, but the kid played in the Senior Bowl, right? And he played and he played lights out in the Senior Bowl, and I think and the reason why I'm talking about him is because you know everyone has him slated going to the Steelers, and I think that that may be out of the question now. I think. If the Panthers were to pass on him, they would be insane, right? Um, because I think they would be the first ones up in the draft who would probably want quarter to take quarterback. a quarterback. Um, and so, you know, I mean, and then listen, there were a lot like Chris Olave, uh, the receiver out of Ohio State, ran a blazing forty under four um, three. You know, Garrett uh, Wilson out of um, out of Ohio State, he right. also ran under four um, three. You had a number of receivers who, I mean, those they were just flying. Um, those 40 times were coming in. It was insane. The running backs ran well. Um, a lot of good 40 times. It'll be interesting to see the pro days when they come out. Um, and then one last thing. So Malik Willis also, so he has great senior bowl, you know, has an awesome combine. The morning before he performed at the combine, um, he leaves the Nike swag thing, you know, where they, they get the, you know, the players, sure. you know, the guys at the combine get these bags, walks past a homeless person, sees them sitting there. So he just opens his bag and just starts giving the the homeless lady things out of his bag, closes it up, and goes on his way, and it happens to get caught on camera. Now, plenty of people are cynical, like, oh, it was staged, and the guy who caught it was a marketing guy, and blah, 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 blah. I mean, okay, fine, whatever. I'm not that cynical, and um, I just just think the kid's stock is going way up, and I don't think he's going to be there for the Steelers, and I hope they're not crazy and trade up for him, even though I like him, and I think the kid can play... Um, You know, I think the most apt comparison is probably Deshaun Watson. I just don't know if he has the same acumen that Deshaun Watson has because De- Deshaun Watson small
1: school hurts. Uh,
0: well, I mean, he started at Auburn, right. uh, did but you he play, did you play much there. Because no, he, he no, didn't, didn't, which is why because they yet. picked uh, Nicks over him, which I think Auburners were getting. Um, you know, and, and listen, the kid's got some. He's got some holes in his game, you know, on the field. Um, you know, he, sometimes his accuracy can be off and he, and he threw some interceptions, but, um, I think with the right coach and the coaching staff, I think the kid can definitely play. Um, you know, I think, so the, the comparison would be a poor man's Deshaun Watson, okay. right? Which who could develop into, you know, a, a, a rich man's Deshaun <laughs> Watson, um, if he's, if he's developed properly. So I'm rooting for him. Um, you know, Kenny Pickett, same, you know, is,
1: I want to talk about that. Okay. His hands measure oh. only eight and a half inches. He's got the smallest hands since when people analyze that shit, I lose my fucking mind.
0: You know who Is else it, had small hands?
1: Or you just say Tom Brady? I don't know. Joe Burrow. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay.
0: And Joe yeah. Burrow got his team in well, the Super Bowl.
1: They play a much, with a much smaller ball in college, so it's going to be different. No, they don't. It's the they, exact same fucking size ball. <laughs> I when they, whenever people do that, I just go fucking crazy. Like right. the well, only difference work. is that
0: one has stripes, the other one doesn't. <laughs>
1: like dipshits. It's it's in oh god, they, and you know the thing with with um, the kid from Liberty. Oh, I'm sorry, Malik Willis. Malik Willis, thank you. I actually was looking up his stats. I just keep forgetting his name. But um, didn't he have 62 touchdowns this season? Something it insane. was insane. You think about that. Um, you know when he when he. If he if he did stage that thing which I would I've never heard of that happening before if he did I'm giving him credit for being brilliant because if you're if, if you're smart enough to go all right you know the next thing you're gonna do is say well does this kid have character issues and they've got video of you helping a, a homeless woman a it was probably a, a gesture of goodwill but if it wasn't he's smart enough to know this is only gonna help my cause so good I don't give a shit I mean, I'm happy he did it, but I'm. Yeah. Saying, I don't. You know, even if it was, if it's marketing, it's brilliant fucking marketing. But whenever they get into the whole thing with, uh, you know, well, his arms are a bit too short. I mean, those things matter. Um, no, you know, he had 27 touchdowns. Only okay. 27. Okay. Yeah, 62. Maybe it was a career. Um, um. Yeah. I mean, the whole
0: thing with the hands, like, the, I mean, it's a joke. You know, Joe, Joe Burrow's hands measured. You know, everyone. I, I guess I, I don't remember it being a big deal, um, but I, I didn't pay as much. Attention well, to the combine last year. Pretty much
1: the consensus number one, and that came on what he did on the football field, winning a national championship, and putting up numbers that were just sickening. right.
0: But I mean, he again, he had the same issue. And look, he right. didn't have any problems this year throwing the ball, threw a lot of touchdowns. You know, didn't throw many interceptions, and you know, I mean, like if he had fumbles, it wasn't any more than anybody else. Right. You know, playing the, the position.
1: Well, coach or, uh, GM prefer guys with hands at least eight and three quarters inches. I'm like. Right. Well, you know,
0: I mean, look, the, I mean, I think that the, sorry, part it of it, me it does drive people, but I mean, there's, it's an art and a science, right? I mean, like if you go sure. through, like when they talk about tackles, right? Like they should, like, all right, to be a successful tackle, you know, all the best tackles were this height, this weight with this these measurements length, yeah. and all that other stuff, right? So then they go in and then, so, but the problem is in the NFL, it's a copycat league. So then it's just like, all right, that has to be the thing. And if it's right. not that, and then what happens is you get guys like, Bill Belichick, who say, I don't give a fuck about all that. Can the guy play football? Is he smart? Does he have a football IQ? I don't care about those measurables, but does he have the immeasurable things that I can work with and mold into a solid player? So he takes a Julian Edelman right why did he take julian edelman because he saw the success of josh Cribbs. that is a true absolute story he said i saw a su- how successful josh Cribbs was and i saw another guy coming out of the same school playing the same position that i said if they can take josh cribs and make him one of the all-time greatest kick returners in nfl history then maybe i can take this quarterback and turning into something even more beneficial to me which is you know slot arguably uh, and- uh you know one of the best slot receivers in in the nfl yep right i mean and so you know you know and that's what separates guys that's what you know the Steelers and Heinz Ward right the Heinz Ward was a quarterback at Georgia and then he ends up being a hall of fame receiver for the Steelers right because you know like he he Heinz Ward was slow as shit right like Heinz Ward didn't have speed he wasn't fast he was like a 4 guy if not slower but he was a devastating blocker he had really sure hands and he he ran ridiculous routes right I mean and so with the NFL and judging talent, yeah, you have the measurables, and to a degree, you have you you look at it, but then you look at the tape, then you talk to the kid, then you talk to his coaches, then you talk to his family, and then you put together an entire picture, and then you figure out: Am I drafting this guy? Can this guy be coached into a, a person who can maximize his potential on the field? It's a crapshoot because you have you may have a guy who has all their measurables, who says all the right things, who was great to coach, but then all of a sudden you get him in the NFL with the money, with the lights, with the pressure, with everything else, and maybe he's, he just can't do it. And you, right. and, 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 and you don't know who can and can't until you get him on the
1: field. Can I, can I crush one more thing that drives me nuts? Yeah. Because Malik, Malik Willis is going to hear this too. He's only six feet tall. He won't be able to see over the line. I'm so sick of hearing the whole can't see over the line. Well, You're not looking over the top. Of nobody's saying heads. that now. Oh my God, Steve, I heard it 10 times about Baker Mayfield last week. Well, I mean. They're they're frustrated with Baker Mayfield, but they're going with the can't see over the line. That's not his problem.
0: Well, part of the issue with Baker Mayfield. Now, I will say the issue with Baker Mayfield. One, Baker Mayfield's not six foot tall, right? They may list him at six foot tall. That motherfucker ain't six foot tall. I've seen him in person, right? Like, Baker's not six foot tall. And. I've also seen Baker Mayfield have to jump and throw balls over the line of scrimmage that ended up in T.J. Watt's hands. So,
1: but maybe it's not because he can't see. over it. You don't. It literally forward.
0: is. It literally is. <laughs> like it literally. Like the, I Like literally All when right. they played, Jim, he jumped and went. And TJ Watt was like he couldn't see him because the lineman was blocking Watt, and Watt jumped up and literally batted the ball down and said, "You didn't see me, you short mf." Oh,
1: wow. I mean, like, what do you want me to say? Like, how he much didn't more? not see TJ Watt because TJ Watt had a 350 pounds 6'6 guy blocking his view of. All right, if he was taller, is he gonna see TJ Watt behind the guy?
0: Yes, Jim. All Josh right. Allen would have saw him, All right? right? I mean, I just, I, I mean, look, height. Play is an issue, but it can be worked around. Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Doug Flutie, um, you know, pick. Baker Mayfield. You know, listen, I'm not like, listen, I'm the one who said Baker Mayfield should be taken first by the Browns and I still stand by it. But height can be an issue for quarterbacks, but that's on the coach to work with that and put them in positions where it doesn't impact them. You can't just put them in shotgun, have all the linemen just standing there right in front of them and say, all right, I want you to throw to a guy who's, Six yards, uh, you know. I mean, who, who, you know, who runs a fucking dig route in front of you? You know
1: what I mean? Like it just. I, do, I just. People make it sound like he's standing right behind these guys, and because he's and you're looking through it, passing lanes, you're looking through this. Doug Flutie right. was five set. Right. Doug Flutie was a very underrated quarterback. In he my was. Um, but what, but how did they deal with that? They, that, rolled, that they, they rolled. They rolled him out and you all, all their strengths. Right. But but,
0: but, but the, the guys who are saying proud, that the the guys who are saying that right they believe that you want a Ben Roethlisberger or a Josh Allen where you can just sit there in shotgun, hide the ball back to him, and throw it over. And, and
1: Height matters to me in the sense of your release point because if you're Ch- Josh Allen, you're six foot five with a longer arm than Baker Mayfield, and when you're releasing the ball, it's you know, 8 inches But the higher. funny thing
0: about that, Ben Roethlisberger got passes batted down all the fucking time, right? right. And, and you know what I mean? And fucking Byron Leftwich, right? I mean, he's another guy who got bat- passes batted down, but that was also because of his... Ridiculous throwing motion, but, but I mean, I'm just saying, like all. But again, that goes back to there's so many things that you have to look right. at with these guys yep. beyond just the measurables. You know, I mean, and so I think height does matter. And so if you're a quarterback playing and you're under six foot two, then you're going to hear about being short, right. and it's and you're going to have to you are going to have to prove that it doesn't matter. Russell Wilson proved that it doesn't matter. Drew Brees. Prove that it doesn't matter. There have been other short guys who couldn't prove that it didn't matter. Agreed. Right?
1: Right. Sure. And there's there's been. All right, we can do this for hours. I just want to do one famous story from Buffalo. Doug Flutie, a quarterback, on the sideline watches a Peyton Manning ball get knocked out of the air and yells, "He's too short at Peyton Manning."
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, it's just, it just it it annoyed me with Ben when he would get. I'm like, how are you getting passes
1: knocked down, you? Oh. Anyway, we're closing on that. We are at with Congress. We are done. Mmm.